watch the scary movie my name is T and of course we're talking scary movies remember you want to like subscribe and share this video if you're liking this review make sure to subscribe to the YouTube page you can watch the video version that's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds scary movie again that's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds scary movie and then of course Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. That's where you can get the audio versions of these reviews, full episodes, movie news, TV news, everything that I'm talking about in the world of horror. But again, you want to make sure that you're subscribing so you can stay alert, especially in a week like this when I have so many reviews coming. Uh, today, I am talking Infinity Pool, but I also have Knock at the Cabin, and I have Candyland coming this week for you as well, too. So if you want to stay on top of all the reviews I have coming out, Make sure to hit that subscribe button. And uh, yeah, let your friends know. If you like anything scary, if they like things scary, tell them about the show, folks. Want to bring some more eyes onto this. So, as I mentioned, today I am talking Infinity Pool. And this is big. This was a big one for me, only because um, I've talked about both Cronenberg's work in the past. I say both because. Of course, there's David and then there's son Brandon. Um, but the Cronenberg's work is very, very much, uh, extreme's not the right word, but their work typically falls into that space of horror films that the casual fan likely isn't gonna be too, too interested in. A lot of times, their films, especially when it comes to horror, usually are gonna be like disturbing, they can be somewhat graphic, they can be confusing a lot of times. And so I totally get that a lot of people uh, don't really watch a lot of the Cronenberg's work when it, uh, when it comes to the casual horror fan. But if you're not a casual horror fan, then anytime either one of the Cronenberg's releases a new, uh, new film, especially a horror film, there's a collective just like freak out about it because it usually means you're in store for something amazing. And this is gonna be my first theatrical experience, experience seeing a Cronenberg movie. And you know, uh, uh, saying that they're alienating to the casual fan, I don't say that as a bad thing because both filmmakers, they usually have these rather lofty idea, ideas in their films, which don't always connect to that general audience. They don't, they don't always translate as well as everybody claims that they do. And that, again, not insulting their films. I'm just saying that I think a lot of people give the Cronenbergs a lot more credit about their films and what, like, what the output of those are versus what a normal, regular, casual horror fan is gonna see when they go and see that movie. Um, the same person who can sit down and they can watch what some might describe as a cheap, average, uh, like popcorn flick, is probably not gonna get the same enjoyment and connection from a movie like Infinity Pool. And that's a shame because there's plenty to enjoy about, about this movie, even if it doesn't have the easiest narrative to follow. Now, Cleopatra Coleman and Alexander Skarsgård uh, play M and James, a couple vacationing at a resort in beautiful Lakota. James is a novelist who was looking for inspiration to guide his second book. And he begins to find that in Gabby, played by Mia Goth, a fan who, along with her husband, Albin, uh, Julio Lesput, uh, introduced James to the underbelly of their vacation destination in a much more visceral way to find inspiration and motivation. Now, that seems fairly simple to follow. And uh, honestly, 
I was I was kind of surprised at the plot itself as well, just because uh, there there is some uh, there, it, there it does get rather big as the film goes on, but. At its most basic form, that description I just gave you is what's going on in this story, which actually makes it a rather easy story to follow. Um, the, the you know the shocking secret of Lakota and the way that they they handle their tourists there on this island is sure to involve uh, familiar feelings of other vacation thrillers like Hostel and uh, Touristas. Uh, these are films where Americans end up in other countries happily 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 willing to push the rules and customs of their surroundings just for a better high only to realize too late that the abuses that they are committing for their own joy continues to actually put them in a worse situation and you know looking at the the, the way that any infinity pool is structured when compared to films like Teresa and hostile um you can definitely argue that Brandon Cronenberg has much more to say here uh, in this particular film than Americans suck and they take advantage of local populations wherever we go, which we do. But films like Teresa and Hostel, uh, a lot of times it's very much like telling the story that, look, if you stayed on the beaten path, if you just stayed doing what was approved like doing you know what wherever you're at what they have to offer you for vacationing you'd be fine like and, and i get it that's every horror film you know if they don't open that door if they don't read this book if they don't sing this song if they don't play this cursed instrument then nothing happens so i get it whatever the vacation one well of course if they don't go and do stuff that's off the beaten path then none of this is ever going to happen i i completely get that but i also think it would be fairly easy for brandon kernenberg just to say you know what that's it that's the only story i'm trying to tell is that if these americans would have stuck to their vacation resort and not gone off the beaten path everything would be okay and he's actually telling something something a little bit more lofty as i already mentioned that the Cronenbergs typically do in uh, in their films and at first it definitely does seem like the focus of all this madness um is going to end up resorting in james writing his second book like that seems the logical path that we're going down is that you know james talks a lot uh about how he's only written the one book and a lot of people didn't like it and he hasn't gotten gotten it together to write this second book yet so it kind of seems like all of this is going to be a way to inspire james to write that second book um but as the events over the course of the movie that he's getting pulled into are uh, become more and more depraved it becomes clear that we're actively observing james just lose more and more of his soul with each new interaction and the book could be the furthest thing from uh what's important here that we're actually seeing on screen um the idea definitely starts to show itself that the more of your soul that you use that you lose by doing all of this the more of yourself of your true self that you that you begin to see and we get to see more and more of who james really is even though um at various times throughout this movie he's doing his best to hide who who he's presenting himself to really be from him his wife from gabby uh and even from himself at times as well too it's like he's actually scared of finding out who the real james actually is versus this this facade or this show or this act that he's been putting on for a while 
And Skarsgård is the kind of actor who seems to crank it to 20 when he's able to play against type and be someone who's uh, unassuming and meek. And that's definitely James because, you know, Al Alexander Skarsgård is like this tall, like strapped, muscly, uh, very, uh, very, uh, not stern. Stern's not the right word. Um, and uh, the very, uh, uh, he has a very dominating presence. And so uh, it, it's easy to call back to it. And I, I hate short, uh, giving the guy shortcomings like this because he's done other work. But like, I think back to True Blood and I think that as Eric in True Blood, you know, he's definitely putting on this big bravado, this big, this big persona to where he is the head dick in charge, basically. He is the alpha male in every single situation that he could be in. And so I feel that when he gets to play a role that's very not Eric-like at all. That's really where we get to see see him shine. And, you know, the whole idea is that James is supposed to be kind of timid, kind of uncomfortable with things that push him out of, like, the normal everyday life. We, we also get to see that he has no problems inflicting pain and torture to someone when he isn't the one actually, like, actually doing it. Like... He can observe the worst things imaginable happening to somebody, but if he's not the one actually doing that to them, then he's kind of detached from him. Um, and so James is able to start showing more and more of himself. And there's a there, there's a nat, there's like a natural confusion that Skarsgård is able to like show on screen because it seems like he even has trouble at times uh, trying to place who James is supposed to be at any given moment. And again, this is not a negative thing in the least bit because I think it goes along with the character that as he becomes more immersed and more immersed into this world trying to figure out who he really is. And it seems that Skarsgård was trying to figure that out over the course of the performance as well too. And then of course, there's Mia Goth who after the double dose of X and Pearl in 2022, uh, she's not slowing down here with this portrayal of Gabby. Uh, she's given so many layers to work with and Gabby uh, effort, effortlessly transforms into uh, at first seeing, seeming like she's very naive, uh, that she's almost a love struck because she's this like big fan of James in the one book that, uh, that he's done. But then as things kind of start to uh, start to reveal themselves, we kind of see that she's like this crazed mastermind in this entire situation. And it's so fascinating to watch. Um, I think it, it, it's kind of natural to watch this movie. And we're hoping that Gabby can be some kind of muse to James, uh, that by being there, she's just going to be this positive influence that his wife M just doesn't seem to be. And that ultimately, like I was saying before, we're going to lead to this second book coming out. But um, as it becomes more clear that Gabby's actually the very opposite, likely, of what James needs, uh, Mia Goff is just able to, like, to fill that energy in every single scene that she's in. She's able to find exactly the, the, the motivation that Gabby needs to, you know, whether it's to please or to torment James throughout this film. And... It just reminds me that it's such bullshit that we don't get horror recognized in the Oscars way more often because performances like like this, like from Mia Goff, absolutely 
need to be need to be highlighted so so much. And I'm not forgetting for a second that we're talking uh, a Cronenberg film. So I, I do need to point out that Infinity Pool is shocking and disturbing in a number of places, but outside of one specific scene involving a young boy being tasked with one of the worst jobs you could imagine a child being given, um, it's actually a rather standard affair when it comes to gore. I mean, there's plenty of blood in it for sure, uh, but no more than anything else I've seen this year so far, actually. And as somebody who regularly turns, uh, I, I regularly turn away from certain scenes in Cronenberg films because they are just, ooh, ooh, they, they'll get under your skin. I was definitely more happy that it was far more accessible than a number of others in both of their filmographies, honestly, uh, because uh, I, I've talked about it. Gore just doesn't, doesn't work that well for me these days. And so I was very nervous to watch this one in theaters and, uh, and found myself actually not put off by it too much. Though I do wish that I wouldn't have watched both seasons of The White Lotus recently as there's very much a familiar feeling of watching this broken couple go to a resort uh, to relax only to have their lives thrown into complete chaos. Uh, it would be surprising for me to hear that Brandon Cronenberg got inspired by The White Lotus seeing how he wrote and directed Infinity Pool. Uh, but I did feel like the same levels of familiarity watching this and kind of expecting a lot of the same things to happen which kind of further further pushed the point that the white lotus definitely creeps into horror territory because the same feelings i'm getting watching infinity pool i'm getting watch i i got watching the white lotus and vice versa so it seems there might be some a little more scarier than the white lotus than i was giving it credit for um the natural conclusion uh w would be where infinity pool definitely falls short Horror films tend to be looked at for either their ending or the significant twist that they typically put in in most horror films. And if you can get both, fantastic. If not, then at least one of those two things has to be strong enough to make up for the other. And while the twist in Infinity Pool is very, uh, it's fairly strong, it's revealed extremely early as well. And the ending doesn't really get to match the energy that we get with the twist. Once we kind of find out what's, go, uh, what's going on, I think there's this hope that everything might lead to some sort of catharsis for James or like a big realization for him to realize like why he's been the last like six years have just been a failure for him, but neither really comes. So instead, James is just broken and beaten and almost seems ready for things to get even worse when the movie ends, there's not really a resolution. And maybe that's okay. Uh, there's absolutely some subtext here about addiction and how deep they'll go to feed like these addictions, no matter how perverse that they may be. Uh, but oftentimes with perverse addictions, if we can't conquer them, uh, they just sink further in. And most people have that out of body moment where they can see themselves for who they really are and what they've done and what they'll continue to do. And James like literally gets to do that in this movie. He literally gets this out of body experience to kind of see, you know, what has become of him in his life. But the problem is, is that again, we don't get anything to show what's gonna be the resolution after that happens. There's no movement. There's really no, you know, evolution of James after getting so many realizations throughout this movie. and. I think you'll definitely walk out of Infinity Pool with questions, um, but 
watching James and Gabby's uh, uh, increasingly escalating hijinks throughout this film, uh, they'll keep you treading in the deep end of the water long enough to at least answer a few of those questions. So, check out Infinity Pool. It's in theaters now. Boy here is a big fan of Fangoria. So, if you want to check out the world's best horror magazine that's out there. Get a chance, get yourself your own subscription, which I just got my first one back in 2022, and I don't regret it for a second. But if you want your own Fangoria subscription or you like the Fangoria merchandise, then head over to the Fangoria shop and use my link if you wanna save yourself some money, folks. That's an easy one to remember. Just go to shop.fangoria.com slash A-X-D-E-W. Again, that's shop.fangoria.com Fangoria.com slash AXDEW or use my specific code AXDEW at checkout. You can save 20% off your entire order and that implies two uh, subscription and one-time orders as well. You don't want to miss out, folks, because with the magnitude of horror movies we've had released in the last few years and with what we have on the horizon, Fangoria is going to be your number one source for all that great juicy bloody information in the world of horror. So again, head to shop.fangoria.com. Hey there, folks. Thanks for tuning in to T-Watch This Scary Movie. I appreciate you checking out another review or movie news, whether we're talking movies, TV shows, books, or games, whatever. It's all scary. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on the YouTube page for video. That's youtube.com slash C slash Movie. Again, youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And you can check out the audio version on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search T Watch the Scary Movie or Twaza. Don't forget, my name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared.